This is a program about going deeper. It's about creating a culture of learning. It's about putting apostolic feet to prophetic hope. It is our mission to purposefully equip the world to transform their region with God's love. We want to create an atmosphere of divine influence to the nations by walking in the power of His Holy Spirit with a faith that shapes the future. Welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. Welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. My name is Chris Banky. I'll be your host today. I've got with us Bobby and Becky Hobby. Hey Hello. guys. Hey there. How are you doing? Good. Um, we have a guest that I'm very excited to get to interview today. Her name is Prudence O'Hare, and she is the best, best-selling author of a book called Deep Woods. Yeah. Which is That's an interesting true. title. Yes. Curious yes, about is. that. Yeah. Um, it is a supernatural thriller, uh, which is very uncommon in the Christian space. So I'm excited to dig into that a little bit. Right. But um, first of all, could you tell us just a little bit about this story? Like, what is this story, Deep Woods? What's it, what is it about? All right, well, first off, the title of the book is actually um, the last names of a couple of the characters in the book. Um, You'll find it on a mailbox um, that takes you to a location that's um, prevalent throughout the book. Mm. what was the well so so deep woods is location in the name oh, okay. of a couple people right. what is the story really like what's the story yeah about? um so it's basically about a young woman who's an agnostic um she moves to a new town rents an apartment from a couple that is involved with the occult um and things start happening in her life and world that she doesn't know how to explain mm. and so she goes on um a journey to figure out what the truth is behind it all. Yeah. So basically, you've got someone that doesn't believe about anything, mm-hmm. and then she's faced with the reality of things start happening, things she can't explain. Yes. So it's a story about her journey. Yep. Mm-hmm. And kind of how she ends up. Um, st- I'm assuming she discovers God through this book. And. Yep. Yep. I've actually read it. It's <laughs> really excellent. I, well, I have a question, uh, Prudence. Can you share a little bit about your journey and why you felt it was so important to write a supernatural thriller? Yes, yes. Okay, so um, I, I guess I've always known I was supposed to write. Like, deep in my soul, in my heart, um, I knew that I was supposed to do it. Um, I've kept a journal since I was 15. I haven't actually written any short stories. Um, I have no uh, formal education. Um, And I just um, knew that I was always supposed to write. Um, In fact, like about 20 so, 20 some years ago, I actually penciled in my journal that I think that I should try to write books as um, for Um, money or whatever the case was for for whatever reason I just felt like it was important enough to write down yeah it just knew Um, and so um, I guess what happened was was um, probably about seven eight years ago I was kind of interested and curious about some of the supernatural shows that you find like the ghost hunter shows paranormal investigators Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff and um watching these shows um as a christian i guess i well first of all i felt the show is very unfulfilling because there was never any um um like resolution. Yeah, there was never any yeah. resolution. They never went anywhere. <laughs> they never, right. never solved anywhere. the mystery. It was, right. yeah. At least with Scooby Doo, they solved the yeah, mystery. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. If it wasn't for those meddling kids. So there yeah. was there was that, but then there was also well, um, how am uh, how are we as Christians like? How are we understanding all of this? Mm-hmm. And I came like I was born and raised in the church. Um, predominantly the uh, what would you what type of the 
I don't even know what type of a church line you would say. But just, a sensational, just a like a sensationalist yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. string. So not, okay. not believing in supernatural things, typically. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they always said that they believed in it, but, you know, the devil was a purple puppet, essentially. Right. And... Um, I think that the only actual teaching that I remember as a kid was actually a former medium that had a ministry, mm. and he came to our church a couple of times, mm. and my and he talked to us as children, and and I always remembered that, mm. and my parents bought like the the books and the uh, the videos that he had, and um, I always found it very fascinating. So I guess it was kind of like a seed that was planted, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, and then throughout my life, I've got siblings, and um, you know my parents are still alive. And we were all raised in a conservative home, um, homeschooled, a private school. I mean, they did everything possible to make sure we were on the straight and narrow. And, <laughs> and you know, um, Things just didn't, you know, there were some choices that my siblings made that weren't necessarily what would align to um, what God would say mm -hmm. about them and where they should be. Right. And um, my dad was always concerned about it, and I seemed to be the person that everyone would always come to. <laughs> wow. So, so, so you have a couple brothers, sisters. Mm -hmm. What do you have? Yeah, I got two older brothers and a younger sister. Okay. And they're married with kids and and such. And um, I just, I just through all the years and years and years of turmoil, like this isn't how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, right. people yeah. are making choices they shouldn't be. They're just obviously have shackles on them mm -hmm. and so I c combining like that whole history and then w coming to a full stop at the ghost hunter thing I I guess I started getting curious mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. and so uh, I ordered a book off of Amazon that was you know um, a Christian uh, take on what was happening and then that one had recommended another book so I just kept getting books and books and books and books and asking questions like I went into full dive mode asking all of these um, pastors that I knew like mm -hmm. I literally went through my whole like Facebook feed mm. found all the pastors that I knew in there and was just like sending them these questions mm -hmm. that were you know, I thought that they should know the answer to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and most questions. of them didn't. Wow. And they pointed, or they just didn't answer me or ignored me. And, um, or they pointed me to someone else mm. that they thought could answer it. Yeah. Wow. So, um, I don't know that there was one decent answer about some of these more technical questions about how wow. demons work. Mm -hmm. And frankly, it was discouraging to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? wait a sec, guys. You know, you say we're, we're battling something, mm -hmm. but you don't have a foggiest clue right. what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so it sounds like, if I could just kind of play that back, it sounds like you, you've always known just deep inside that you're going to be an author. And you were kind of an observer uh, in your household, and and you started asking these questions. Like, it feels like something is happening. It feels like something unseen is at play, and there's just no teaching or explanation in the church that I'm from, or from any of the pastors that I know. And so that sent you on a quest to really discover what is this, right? Yeah, because I. I was wondering what is the answer to some of these family issues? Mm -hmm. How can these be remedied? There has to be an answer. Mm -hmm. This isn't how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just became self-taught and then I started discovering stuff and my jaw fell to the floor and I felt cheated. Mm. What do you mean you started discovering stuff? Just intricate details of how the demonic realm works, mm. how they can actually affect us as Christians. Mm. And so many people believe that that isn't tr true. Mm. 
or that if they bury their heads in the sand, nothing will happen to them. Mm -hmm. And um, so, like safety by avoidance. You're yeah. Saying. Well, and and so there was basically. I started discovering this stuff, and when I get excited about information, I get kind of passionate and animated. <laughs> and so um, I actually was hosting um, a party one night for some of my um, actually old-time friends, and um, there was a couple of them left, and there was this crackling fireplace, and then I start talking about some of these things that I am uncovering. And I didn't know that I was freaking the daylights out of one of my friends. Mm -hmm. Like, she called my friend the next day and said, Al our Prudence is in to something she shouldn't be. <laughs> There's something wrong. Wow. And you oh, were just wow. talking and about the stuff that you learned, right? I was just, I was like, yay, you've got kids. You need to know this stuff. You've got to protect them. You, yeah. How are you going to... You know, we're, we're in the same stream here. We, we both love Jesus, and we haven't been taught this. Mm -hmm. So here it is. Right. And uh, she, she finally called me a couple days later, and she's like, I'm just, I'm seeing, like, blood dripping off my screen on my phone because it was around Halloween time, oh, and, wow. you know, Pandora was doing all their little antics. Yeah. And I just didn't know really what to say at that point like I was kind of taken aback because I was new to this information mm -hmm. and I'm like well Lord listen I know I feel like you've given me a curiosity for this stuff because I didn't feel like I was super afraid mm -hmm. like respectful of right. what what I was learning yeah. but it didn't invoke a fear in me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it basically made me feel more empowered right. to learn the tools that I needed to to fight what was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, um, I was kind of discouraged about it because this was a, a friend that was my age. We'd known each other since childhood. And she, I mean, she was talking to her pastor mm -hmm. about me mm. because she was so worried. Right. And... Um, and she and, and you feel like she should have been curious also like if we're in a supposed spiritual warfare then I should know who my enemy is well right right, right. yeah mm -hmm. um, so then from that point a couple days later I ended up going and visiting another relative and I knew that they were having a lot of um, turmoil and such and grappling for answers themselves and I had taken one of the books with me and it was a pretty meaty one <laughs> I actually hadn't finished it um, and the woman of the house, just out of the blue, she looks at me and, like, I hardly ever visit this place. And she's like, hey, what you been reading lately? And I'm, I'm just kind of shocked because at this point, I'm like, after the last friend thing, I'm yeah. like, I nervous. don't know <laughs> if I should nervous. say. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, but, I, but I'm like, no, just tell her. Well, it's just, you know, it's just a book on, um, you know, about, no. uh, <laughs> you probably won't be interested. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, no, that sounds fascinating. Wow. And I'm like, well, yeah, I get it for you. You can look at it. You can borrow it if you want until, you know, or mail it back to me or whatever. Whatever you want to do is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I went down and I got her the book and um, I handed it to her and I was there for like maybe one more night and the next day she's like so I'm like oh here it comes <laughs> so uh, I got through three chapters wow. and now I just got to figure out how to read it all before wow. you leave Wow! <laughs> and I'm like wow. no just just so keep it hungry. you can just mail it to me Wow later That's That's awesome. Awesome. and um, yeah. so she did she finished it with a short amount of time and she sent me this message and she's like I had no idea yeah. how the tentacles of the devil have worked into our lives in such a tangible way mm -hmm. and this has changed my life wow. and so I'm like okay well that's a totally different response yeah. um, so I 
I guess I basically just kind of kept going with answering, because I mean, once one question is open, then it leads to another question, and you just kind of keep going at it. And um, one day, while I was sitting on my bed taking a break, um, this was probably four years ago, mm -hmm. um, I kind of got this vision um, about a piece of the story and it was just um, so this is before you started any writing this was before I started any writing yeah um, I was still accumulating information still wondering why God had had been opening these doors for me to go and step into this mm -hmm. um, in and very much an innocent way too <laughs> I, mean, I I don't really have a history of of being an involved with the occult in any way mm -hmm. um, so it's it's very strange um, and he he gave me this piece of the story and I wrote it out on a, on a piece of paper and I took it down to my teenagers and I'm like okay guys um, I'm gonna read you this and then I just want you to see if you think I should just write a whole story around it. And and so I did. And they're both like, yeah, mom, you totally should. Wow. <laughs> wow. So it was a piece of th this story. Yeah, okay. it was a pe basically a, a very yeah. hair-raising piece okay. that was um, very a, a freaky part of the book, <laughs> just that piece. and. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And so I did. Wow. And I started with chapter one and kept going and kept going and kept going. That's awesome. And um, because I felt like the Lord said, you need to put this in a cookie for the world. You need to put these vitamins in a cookie. Mm. Because they will, wow. they will take it better yeah. this way. Yeah. And... And so I'm like, okay, well, I have no idea what you're going to do with this, Lord, but yeah. I'm going to do it if you're asking me to do it. And I have always known that um, I'm supposed to be writing. I just didn't know what wow. about. So that wow. really kind of led you into here's, here's God's next for you mm -hmm. in writing and wow. introducing this. Um, I was reading the dedication or part of the dedication mm -hmm. and, and it just kind of explains again, you know, your heart behind why you're writing it. But I love it. You said this book is dedicated to all generations of souls who value and never cease to search for the absolute truth. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's such a powerful statement there. And, uh, and I love that you, at the end of it, you say, and when you do uncover it, let yourself be an ambassador to share it with others. Mm -hmm. And that's just, it's so beautiful. It's, it really, to me, also speaks to your heart of uh, wanting to bring truth. Now, out there, like you said, there's so many different things. Right. And, I mean, the search for the supernatural and the, the uh, love for it or the intrigue for it is not going away. I right. mean, think about yeah, think yeah. about how many movies, how many television shows. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Marvel. You know, the the superheroes. Yeah. You know, and oh, yeah. their journey and their story, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, in the pre-show, we were talking about just if you just go to Netflix and look at the trending. Right. That's an indication, a really good indication of kind of a slice of American culture, like what they want. Yes. And yeah. it's two third. It's one third supernatural right. themed uh, movies and TV shows. One third. Yeah. That is telling. That it's is so telling. that is so telling. And I think for those of us who lead the church, it's super telling because yeah. if we understand yeah. that uh, that is the way that hunger is going, but we don't or aren't providing resources mm -hmm. Um, for that, then society's going to get that from somewhere. Yeah, they're hungry, so they're going to eat. Absolutely. And they were made to be hungry. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes. mm -hmm. At first, you know, if you're a Christian, especially a, a, a fairly conservative Christian, you're going to feel guilty for being hungry about those oh, things. But you're actually created mm -hmm. to be hungry. So you, already you feel like you're sort of sneaking 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of like, and this is not anything new. It's kind of like when um, Paul was going around and he comes to uh, the church and he asks them, have you heard of the Holy Spirit? I mean, those are like the spirit realm or the things of the Holy Spirit. Right. Those are the ones that you just sort of perimeter walk around and kind of <laughs> stay away from. And so they're like, no, we've only heard of John's baptism. You know, and then he's like, okay, so there's always these deeper levels of truth that sometimes we're afraid to go into. Yeah. The spirit realm is the same, angels and demons, those types of things. And so all of a sudden, next thing you know, people are worried about excesses because mm -hmm. maybe they've seen excesses. And so now you judge the whole thing by the excess right. that you've experienced. And then now um, the enemy's sort of going undetected. Mm -hmm. And he loves it because no, Christians aren't mature yeah. in those things. They're mm -hmm. not looking into it because they're told they're sort of, and they, they feel like they're in rebellion if they do. Mm -hmm. And so we go ignorant and yeah. nobody's being set free. I can't say nobody is, but the majority of Christians don't know how mm -hmm. to walk in the power of God. Yeah. Well, it also reminds me of the scripture that says, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, yeah. but with powers and principalities. And, you know, if that is, if we can take that and we can look at that and we already know that uh, even in our own family lives, you know, things, stories you hear and things mm -hmm. that you've experienced and things I've experienced walking into a room and having, you know, the water turn on all on its own. And, mm -hmm. and I'm like freaking out going, what is going on right. here? But knowing that that scripture yeah. mm -hmm. is, it's an indicator there's a power or principality there mm -hmm. that uh, has not yet been dealt with and it's making its presence known, yeah. you know, yeah. that kind mm -hmm. of thing. But God says that it is, it, that is where the battle lies, right? Mm -hmm. right? And so having, uh, you know, understanding, it's not for the purpose of understanding the evil, as much as it's really for the purpose of understanding God mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. and knowing His truth yeah. and allowing His truth to set us free. And not only us, but to set our families free, mm -hmm. to set our friends free. And so uh, one of the things that I really want everyone's take on here is, so, you know, we've, I remember the J.R.R. Tolkien yeah. and C.S. Lewis. And then it, it seems like, and maybe I'm wrong, and I could be wrong, there's silence, you know, from the Christian authors on the supernatural for a while, like decades. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, there's like Frank Peretti, mm -hmm. right, that comes on the scene. And now Prudence O'Hare. Mm -hmm. But there's like this huge gap yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. in time. And, but there now, there's, there's just such a limited pool. Yeah. 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 What yeah. do you guys so think to say? So I'm curious too, like uh, as, you, as you're thinking about that question, so this book is um, a fiction. Mm -hmm. yes. But you have written it in a way that everything in there is based on events that you believe are happening inside the occult. Yeah. So, and then Frank Peretti's, uh, if you know, if, if you guys are not familiar that are listening, like he's also a supernatural thriller kind of Christian author, and his are kind of more like stories with um, uh, most of them with kind of a view from the supernatural also. Right. Like you get to yeah. kind of see their side. Yeah. But other than that, Becky, what you're saying is, yeah. um, there's just not a lot of authors out there that are writing that this kind of like entertainment kind of fiction, you know, stories about this that can kind of lead you on a path. Why do you think that is? Oh, because it's a battle. It's war. Right. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. obvious that the devil wants us to stay ignorant. Right. He wants us to also be afraid of him. Mm -hmm. And because once you start understanding how to fight and, and, um, command this stuff, you remove his teeth. Mm -hmm. And That's so, so many Christians, yeah. um, especially people close to me, are just in the mindset that if I just don't talk don't about it. Don't give attention to it. Kind if of I don't give attention to it, if I don't talk about it, if I just don't bring it up, if I don't look at it, right. then it's not there. It can't hurt me. Mm -hmm. Oh my word. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. What? 
right? Right. Ignore. Is that what we do when we have a disease in our body? Right. No. No. Yeah. We should. Or anything else in our lives. Some do, but it doesn't work well. Yeah. We should. Is we just? I mean, I. I just. I'm. I'm wondering where all these uh, the Christian authors are Mm -hmm. for this genre, because we should be in there giving answers and fighting this war. Yeah. That's good. So what, yeah. I, what I think I hear you saying is, is if we truly believe that we are in a spiritual battle, and the Bible says this many times, Becky, you referred to the one verse, but there's lots. Yes. Yeah. Then we have a responsibility to understand what we're up against. Well, and it also talks a lot about not being ignorant of Satan's devices. Right. Yeah. I was so, just thinking that same thing. Uh, yeah. So basically what I hear you saying is, is as Christians, we have a responsibility to pay attention to the enemy so that we yeah. are equipped. Well, and you know, I've heard some people say, well, you shouldn't dwell so much on the, in the, in the, on the devil and such. And I think that that is true. However, I do believe that every single Christian needs to go on some sort of a journey uh, class or whatever the case is of opening up, waking up to the um, tangibility of what is actually able to happen. Mm-hmm. Because so many of us don't have, like, we don't have, we're uneducated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uneducated. And it just flows through the different generations. It does. And I know so many, even in my own, you know, family line, mm-hmm. uh, so many different things that if we now can look back and trace cycles, even back to mm-hmm. uh, witchcraft that was performed, uh, you know, in the bloodline mm-hmm. back and, and mm-hmm. the prayers to break that. I mean, God has given us power to break that in our lives. Mm-hmm. But if we're not looking, in, if we're not open to his leading, Right. Of hey, this is what's happened, or hey, this is, uh, this is why this is taking place. Right, right. Then we're we're kind of it's like we're not taking the prescription right from Jesus right. of how to get delivered right. from it. Okay, because so, wow. a lot of his ministry dealt with this stuff. It did. Yeah. It yeah. did. You're right. It was a major part of his ministry <laughs> was deliverance. It, yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really was. And and how many times did a physical ailment uh, get tied mm-hmm. to something oh, that yeah. was, you know, demonic. Or, yeah. or even for the glory of God, mm-hmm. this is happening so that God can get glory for it. And, you know, I just think about, uh, you know, the interest and the intrigue and the mysteries of God yeah. that are yet to be revealed, yeah. that can be revealed as we... If, as we hunger for the right things, yeah. right? And this is, this is one of those that I, I see is it's helping us to hunger for the right things and revealing what are things that aren't he- healthy mm-hmm. for us yeah. to hunger for. Yep. Most of so what we so find in the occult um, are counterfeits of the real. Yeah. And so for me in my personal journey, it made me want to know what's real. Okay, so if you start yeah. showing me a couple counterfeit anything, I'm going to want to go, wow, if that's that, what's yeah. real? How can I up that times 100? And what do I have access to? And so I think that that's the mindset. You know, if we're, if we're, if we're looking at those things from a, just a defensive posture, then that's one thing. But if we're looking at them from a, I want to be an effective Christian, mm-hmm. what does this look like? What are the things that I'm not equipped in? And what's normal Christianity to Jesus? Yeah. I mm-hmm. want to do that. Yeah. 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 And actually, that. I feel like, you know, um, the Lord took um, me and my husband through a lot of this teaching and then s- has now switched gears. And now we're starting to understand more about the, the Holy Spirit and wow. matching yeah. it up yeah. now because I mean we didn't come from a line of churches mm-hmm. yeah. that I mean I don't know how to use to say it any clearer but it's very it feels like a very powerless place to mm-hmm. come from mm-hmm. there, there's there's no hope being delivered um, in a 
in a way that um, that makes us walk out of church feeling like we we can deliver our Christianity in everyday life. Mm-hmm. And like um, with the strength you're saying. And yeah, and so I I mean I, I've seen I've seen that in the lives of friends and family and people that we we went to church with from from that same type of non-cessationalist church and they're they're you know a lot of them are divorced a lot of them um they they're not passionate and vibrant for the lord there's things in their lives it it, it's just it's just why why are we doing this (laughs) so you know so prudence so you said you have teenage children Mm -hmm. I, now, what would be your advice uh, for the age, you know, those teenagers and, and for, for kids, you know, for other parents who have teenagers and, and they're looking into, I mean, like, you can't, you can't go anywhere without some sort of elementary witchcraft sort of advertisement happening in your kids lives you know I mean it's the the enemy has done well to make it fun and Mm -hmm. enticing and engaging for you know all age groups but um, for parents would you say that this you know if if your kids are hungry that you would say hey read this yeah because this is gonna lead them Mm -hmm. to Christ is that um, yeah, I would definitely let teenagers read that. I mean, what the majority of them are involved with or, or aware of, you know, the, the occult side of things is very prevalent. And Hollywood has done a fantastic job mm-hmm. of making um, our culture desensitized because they all go to the movies and then they think that, <coughs> oh, that isn't real. It's just in the movies. And then they start messing around with you know yeah starting with the ouija board that's sold at target you know i was actually at target when this little gal she was probably 13 14 she was with her friends and i was just watching mine in the toy section she comes streaking through and she's all excited and she's all no i want to get one that works and she's headed straight for the ouija board oh wow like Wow. As if her Ouija board didn't work, so now she wants one that does, that does work. work. Mm. Oh wow! But you know, there's there's this this drive to be spooked out or whatever yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. by teens. It's they want to be afraid. <laughs> uh huh. Yes. We want to be afraid, but we want to be safe. Yes. While we're afraid, safely so afraid. <laughs> yeah, but but movies is a huge doorway. Like horror movies is a huge doorway. Um, and portal to opening up things mm-hmm. um, for being attacked. Wow. Um, and uh, a lot of card games, like Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Um, okay. Magic. There's one called Magic. Um, Pokemon cards have been. Um, I've I've heard that they're not yeah. healthy either. We actually got rid of those years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so the games, the movies, even the music. A lot of times. Uh, is got things infiltrated into them subconsciously or even just in the music that you can't really consciously understand but it's there um but i would say you know your best bet is to really start when they're little Mm -hmm. because you know once your your teens get to a point where they're they know their rights or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It's going to be much harder to clean that mm-hmm. out. But um, coming alongside your teenagers and not just telling them what to think, but mm-hmm. helping them learn mm-hmm. yeah. um, is is really really key because it has to be their idea, mm-hmm. and you want them walking out of the house with their own faith mm-hmm. yeah. and, and experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, we can tell them till we're blue in the face, but until they actually decide that, yeah, yeah. that's also my idea. Yeah. yeah. So. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to hear a little bit about the experience writing a supernatural thriller. Like, like how was that? 
Uh, I mean, I know it's your first book, but how was the experience? How did people react? Your friends, family, when you when you talked to them about the subject matter, like how'd that go? Um, well, writing the book was, you know, um, I consider myself kind of a novice and a baby in understanding a lot of this stuff, and I. And I say that, you know, knowing it's not, it is my fault, but I'll, at the same time, you know, it is the time when God has opened this up for me. So I was still very much a student of all of this stuff and um, diving into it innocently. <laughs> because sometimes I don't think we'll do stuff if we know really what's at the other end of the road. Right. Um, so um, my husband was very, very supportive of me um, writing this. He gave me a couple of days a week specifically to try and get it done. There were many times where I would find myself very distracted and want to do other things and whatnot. And, and it was very important that he was there to encourage me to keep in, be, staying involved with it and not being distracted because he felt that it was important um, and um, so it took about a year and a half to actually get it out into this uh, on paper um, the rough draft mm -hmm. but I think I probably could have done it in six weeks wow. if I would have because I had no writer's block at all with mm -hmm. it and uh, I mean it's my first time I don't know what to expect you know is this normal <laughs> I don't know. Right. Lots of people talk about being stuck at certain points, but I just felt like this was something that God had given me. And, and each time before writing, even still now, I always pray that God gives me the creativity and, t and, and I write what he wants me to. That's yeah. And convey the, that message that is coming through him and not just my own um, opinions or, or whatever. I mean, obviously, there's some of that mixed in there, but I, I want to, like, partner yeah. with mm -hmm. what so he good. wants to deliver I into my writing. That's awesome. Um, so, um, I think that I knew that it was going to be somewhat of a challenge to make it. To, we actually self-published it. And I knew that there was going to be some roadblocks, I expected them from what I know about the genre that I'm writing, mm -hmm. if it's got any teeth, it's going to face some roadblocks, more than likely. And um, we, when we got down to the, the, well, I was handing out copies to my friends <laughs> because I'm like, okay, can you guys all help me, you know, by like circling all of the words that are misspelled and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. So I had like all my, my, ho my homeschool friends out there helping me with this and, and most of them um, would get through just like three or four chapters. A couple of them went a little further, but it usually was like the three or four chapters were the cleanest. Mm. And um, then there was one gal that went through, and then we finally um, met um, a, a gal that was interested in um, doing some editing. So we hi hired her to help us with the final edits. Mm -hmm. And God kind of just put people into our lives that could help us get it finished and to a, a place where it was cleaned up really well. Um, and then there was a couple of weeks where we were in that final editing process and even though we knew what we we were learning about was potentially could be a hazard and a problem to what we were working on, um, it still was like you're just sitting in it. it the The attacks on the mind, you know, where, where me and my husband had to work together and we're fighting mm -hmm. about stuff, and we're and finally we'd get to a spot and we'd like, you know, what's happening, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's happening. Yeah. So then we'd have to stop and look at it. And it was a brutal couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie about that. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit rough. And then when we got to um, the self-publishing part to Amazon, 
Um, we had it all done. He had flipped it on just to make sure that it was correct, everything was good. And because he didn't want it turned on before it was launch day. And um, we had our little tiny tribe of people that was all ready to promote, you know, when the book came out. And the day came for it to be released, and Amazon said no. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. yeah. You Whoa. have to just feel that resistance. There, it had already been approved. There was noth- no changes had been made to it at all. They held it for like three days. Oh, wow. Before he finally had to call them on the phone and say, what is going on? Wow. Wow. And then I think it was probably six hours later, they finally released it again wow. the second time. Wow. But it was just stuff like that where it's just mm-hmm. like... I can see what's going on here. Yeah, but it is available on Amazon and Kindle. Mm -hmm. And uh, through Kindle, they you can it it audio reads for you, so you can read this in your car. You can you can read it anywhere and Mm -hmm. and have it read to you if you're working Mm -hmm. out or something like that. That's what I love about that uh, option is that. But even if you don't have Kindle. You buy the book, download it, and iBooks. You can create. Uh, you can do voiceover, and uh, right. voiceover also will read it to you. So you don't have to just have Kindle. Right. But it is available through Amazon. And is there a special link that we're going to add to? Yeah. So we'll put link to the book below. Awesome. Um, in the show notes and and link to Prudence's page and stuff. So we'll do that for sure. Um, yeah. I wanted to also. I you guys have partnered with. Uh, Rafa House. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So can can we just quickly go there and then I know Bobby, you, I can see your wheels spinning. You have some th- some things to add to this. Go but for it though. This is great. Prudence, yeah. share with us Rafa House. Like you uh, you have a contributing um, factor. Like proceeds go to that. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well. Um, I wanted to be able to share something with someone. Um, as far as like profits from the book. I mean, uh, and I really believe in this organization's um, work. They um, they have a, one, is it one or two places in mm. Thailand? Oh, wow. They I think they also have Thailand. one in Haiti. Wow. And they rescue gals fr- out of the sex slavery and rehabilitate and give them proper skills to get a job and give them a gospel and it's a fantastic organization and I, I just really believe in it so that's awesome kind of so anytime anyone's buying your book they're they're getting uh, educated they're getting uh, empowered by the Lord but then also they're empowering others to be set free mm-hmm. in in a different way yeah wow yeah that's sometimes link, linked mm-hmm. to you know a lot of the uh, satanic ritual abuse oh, and yeah. things mm-hmm. like that so wow. yes yes <laughs> that's awesome thank mm-hmm. you for sharing mm-hmm. that this mm-hmm. is such such a great opportunity mm-hmm. to be with you i really appreciate it yeah so mm-hmm. I, I i would also love to hear bobby i know you've you've got something and i'd also like to just hear from from you guys as leaders of a church um where people are not really there's not a lot of education out there. There is some education. There are definitely some books that talk about supernatural things, um, more in the self-help area. There's almost nothing that is like entertainment like this that like the secular world would pick up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's exciting that you've written that. But just from a leadership perspective, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on the importance of actually teaching and empowering just the Christians to understand and know the enemy. I know it's something that actually does happen at Eagle Mountain, but I think that's an exception, actually. Um, just to the church at large, I don't think that happens as often. I think that you're right. I think that as a leader, you want your people, um, the people you lead, your friends, your family, uh, educated mm-hmm. for life. Right. And if you knew, I mean, there. It's funny how we'll tell people about our favorite, you know, juicer that we're using <laughs> these days, yeah. right. and all the most. Of, and we're not shy about right. that or whatever. Um, why not with the 
uh, information that we could help people with, mm -hmm. with freedom. Now we're talking about their lives. Now we're talking about their bloodline or their generations wow. or family members yeah. or children. And finally, some of those things can be broken off of them that they've been facing um, for years or generations. Yeah. And so if we knew, I mean, that's why the gospel is called the good news. Yeah. Yeah. And if we knew that we were equipped with that. So first things first is you got to be equipped. Mm -hmm. um, secondly, um, you've got to understand, okay, I need to not be ignorant of Satan's devices, as we talked about. But my ultimate goal is not just to be aware of the enemy. My ultimate goal is to be fully functioning in the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's Romans 15. Paul said, um, in the power of signs and wonders, I have traveled about the regions and released the power of signs and wonders so that the gospel could be fully preached. Or he says, I have fully preached the gospel. In other words, he didn't consider it fully preaching the gospel unless he was uh, teaching people to operate in the power wow. of the Holy Spirit. Wow. And so it wasn't enough to know about these things. Right. It was enough to be able to, uh, it wasn't fully preaching the gospel until you were operating in um, the power of the Lord and in the yeah. power of the Spirit. So my thought is, uh, we need to be educated. We need breakthrough. Um, and then once we've gotten breakthrough, we need to discover um, how to help others mm. break free. And I think there's different levels of um, freedom. Mm -hmm. At least that's what I've seen. I've seen people go for uh, years and just have a certain level of breakthrough and then all of a sudden the Lord reveals something. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you know, there's another level of freedom. And whatever you have freedom with, you have authority to take that freedom to others. Right. And that's what I'm most excited about is equipping people, not with just a bunch of information or right. more head knowledge, right. um, but really for people to be experientially walking in mm -hmm. the power of the Lord. And um, not remaining stagnant. Absolutely. Continuing to progress. Yeah, to delve into these things just for information's sake, I think that's where it's gone. Okay, mm -hmm. now I'm getting freaked out. Okay, oh, I, I bumped up against my line. Okay, I'm going to run away. And it's like, no, wait a minute. Yeah. The outcome isn't how right. freaked can I be and still stay in the game. The outcome is, will I be empowered to make a difference on the planet? Right, right. Yeah, and that's yeah. where, as a leader, that excites me. That's so good. Yeah. So good. We need more of that. Absolutely. And I mean, it's so obvious, right? Like, if you just look at this in the, in the, the way that it's described as a spiritual warfare, it would be silly in a, in a tangible war in the natural world to not try and understand everything you can about the enemy. What kind of weaponry do they have? What's their, what are their defenses? How many of them are there? But somehow in the supernatural, it's okay to just just pretend like it's not there and then hopefully it won't bother me. Yeah. And so I just, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's not good. It's not good. We totally willy-nilly it, and that's kind of why we get our butts kicked all the time. Yeah. And, you know, just, again, just you love people. You want to see that stop. Yeah. And so I get it. Hey, if you think that it's unbalanced to spend more time uh, studying about the enemy than your own artillery, I get that. Then awesome. Study about your own artillery and learn the weapons of mm -hmm. warfare that we all have. Mm -hmm. But don't be ignorant yeah. of Satan's devices. Yeah. The, the answer is not to stop studying. It's to study your own artillery Absolutely. more. Right. Absolutely. As well as the enemy. Absolutely. So. Any, yeah. any, I mean, even sports. We watch videotapes right. of the teams we're playing. Yeah. If you're about to box someone, you know you're going to watch videotapes of their strengths and weaknesses. I mean, we do all of these things. Business yeah. ideas, what to do, what not to do. Why don't we do this with the greatest arena? in the unseen realm yeah mm -hmm. that's so good that's so good well thank you so much for spending time with us today prudence yeah very excited about it you can find in uh, the info for the book deep woods uh, below in the show notes as well as all of prudence's social media and so forth and i just encourage you guys to um, not just get uh this book 
Um, this book, this book is a story that's that's entertaining and it and it's got a lot of valuable knowledge in it. But also to just start your own journey of education, yeah. like we were talking about making sure you can come alongside and educate your kids. Yes. Yes. And yourself. Yeah. So there's absolutely no excuse to not learn and understand just as you've done to dig in and go, wow, there's there's so much here that I need to understand about my enemy so that I can do a good job, so I can do a worthy job in this spiritual battle that we have. Yeah. So I, I would encourage you guys to do that. Um, and also, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast... Right now is right the now. time to do it. <laughs> do Click it, do the it. subscribe button. Yes. Um, go check us out on Eagle Mountain TV as well, and also the YouTube video. Find that stuff, and then um, then you'll be updated as stuff comes out. Yes. Yeah. So Deep Woods. Be sure the spelling is D E A P E Woods. If you're Deep looking woods. for that uh, through Amazon, be sure to to spell it correctly. And also, Prudence, you're writing another book. Oh, yes. yes. Can we pray? May we end our time praying over you. Yes. For that. I and, love that. And all things mm-hmm. that would be. There is no name yet for it. No name. I'm waiting. Working okay. title, huh? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're right. excited about it. <laughs> yes. Let me just say to you parents who are listening right now and you're wondering, man, how do I get a hold of some things for my kids? Maybe something that was said today is just making you want to um, see how to educate your kids or to at least get them curious about the supernatural in a good way. We're going to circle back to that because it's okay to be curious. Actually, we were all made to be that way. We were made to not be a natural person that has a spiritual experience every once in a while. We're actually supernatural beings having a natural experience. So you ought to know more about that side of things. And so if you're here thinking, man, Uh, Are there alternatives? You know, just like Prudence, um, there are people who are hearing the Lord say, educate the body of Christ right now. There are alternative games and movies and books that are starting to come out right now. And so I just want to speak to you, parents, and encourage you. There are resources that you can get your hands on. Don't just take the easy route and go, oh, fine, go ahead and watch it or go ahead and listen. If you've got a check in your spirit, go for that check. Don't ignore it. That is good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, yeah. we bless Prudence. Yes. Lord, would you be with her? Would you anoint her uh, as she, and, and just like you did, you sat with her on that bed and you, and you met with her each time she began to write. Father, would you continue that journey with her to, uh, to write this next book? Uh, may she feel your delight and pleasure on it. And, Father, uh, we just thank you for prudence and her willingness to uh, to take what you're doing to the next level. So Father, would you bless her? Uh, would you increase upon her uh, in all ways and let the lines fall pleasantly for her? We thank you, God, for what you're doing. And Lord, we just say we want more of your truth and your revelation to come forth uh, through books and through uh, movies and TV. And so uh, Father, let let all of these doorways open in the ways they should for prudence. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you.